Hello, Highland Middle School. We're back for another episode of the HMS Podcast. I hope you are staying dry and that your basement is dry as it is continuing to rain and rain and rain. Hopefully we get some sunshine soon. Before we get to today's conversation, just a few reminders. You may still come in to clean out your locker any day from 7.30 to 1.30. We will also be open for locker cleanout on Thursday evening from 5.30 to 8 p.m. If you are finished with your schoolwork and you no longer need a Chromebook or a mobile hotspot, please return those to me here at the middle school whenever you are finished. Again, you have until June 3rd to finish all of your assignments, so no hurry. But when you are finished with your school Chromebook, or your mobile hotspot, please get those returned. As I have shared the last few episodes, as I've been working through how to manage a podcast, a few of our episodes got deleted. So today will be another rebroadcast. Today will be our conversation with Mr. Bainfelt, eighth grade language arts teacher. I think you, if you didn't get a chance to listen the first time, will really enjoy it this time. Have a great day and go Scots. Hello, Mr. Bainfeld. Thank you for joining me on a special edition of our HMS podcast. I'm super excited to have you with me today. Excited to be with you. No problem. So, For those of you that don't know, Mr. Bainfeld is a language arts teacher here at the middle school, eighth grade language arts. Mr. B, how long have you been at Highland now? I am finishing up year 10. Can't believe it. 10 years at Highland. Mr. Bainfeld and I go way back, basketball coaches together, working here at the middle school. Uh, Like I said, super excited to have Mr. B with us. So let's just start out with the same questions that we've been asking the kids. And what have you found to be the biggest challenge with our current situation? Uh, Biggest biggest challenge for me personally is just not not seeing people. Um, I've been able to Zoom with a few students, with a few teachers. We had our uh, our uh, eighth grade team meeting last week over Zoom, so I got to see everybody's faces, but that really is is the biggest challenge, um, not seeing the people that I work with every day, not getting to see the kids, and just, you know, little check-ins with them to make sure everything's going well. It's hard to know with some of your kids how, how things are actually going, so that's the biggest challenge. So talk to us a little bit about, like, how do you manage your daily schedule? What does your day-to-day look like right now? Um, it's all, it's all over the place. It's not, it's, I, I, w- I wish I could come on here and tell you I'm super consistent, super organized. Listening to some of the kids explain their daily schedules, um, is a lot more impressive than, than my personal daily schedule, but I usually get up around, uh, seven to seven thirty. Um, first thing I do is, is get on my computer. Uh, the way that I've been sharing work with my kids is, is through email. So, um, I kind of give a rundown in the email and then I, uh, create a short little video update uh, that, I, that I send out to the kids each day just to um, give them a chance to, I don't know, hear my, I don't know if they want to hear my voice, but it gives them a chance to hear my voice and then kind of run down what, what they could be working on, what they should be working on, um, just a little way to check in. Um, after that, uh, try to fit in exercise as much as possible. Um, 
my eating schedule's all over the place. There's some days when I'm I'm hungry for lunch and it's like 10:30, and there's other days when I'm hungry for lunch and it's like middle of the afternoon. So a little bit all over the place, but my morning is pretty well set. So you, you talked to us a little bit about you know what you're doing when it's not schoolwork, but just kind of talk maybe specifically about about exercise. Why do you why have you prioritized exercise during this time? Uh, well, first of all, it's like my one excuse for sure that I'm going to get out of the house because um, if I didn't if I didn't have that set in my mind that I'm going to go go for my little walk around that I do, um, there's a probably a good chance I'm not even going to leave the house at all for the for the entire day which um, you kind of, you can drive yourself crazy being cooped up inside all day. Luckily last week it was really, really nice outside. So I was able to do some different things around my property, uh, uh, working in my, working and getting my garden ready to go and some different things like that. But um, yeah, I think it's for me personally, like that's, that's my guarantee to get outside of the house. So. So let's talk about eighth grade language arts for a little bit. So I know that right now you've just recently started one of your favorite projects um, that you sure. always teach every year. So tell us a little bit about what's going on in eighth grade English. Um, we uh, just started my favorite book of all time, The Outsiders by Essie Hinton. Um, her story is pretty crazy. She wrote the, she started writing the book when she was like um, 14 or 15 years old. So some, a lot of the, the age of our eighth graders, it was published when she was in her teens still, and it became popular when she was like around 20. Um, and it's really been kind of a staple in language arts classes for a long time. I remember when I was in middle school language arts, we read, we read The Outsiders and I fell in love with it, fell in love with the characters. Um, just a really, really great story that a lot of the kids seem to uh, relate to on, on one level or another. So without giving too much away, um, maybe talk a little bit about what, what the students are expected to do along with reading the book during the project. Sure, so uh, with a lot of the books that we read in class, we uh, complete annotations. Annotations are just kind of a fancy word for, for notes. They're, they're meant to create a you know, deeper connection and a deeper understanding with the text that we're reading. So. A lot of times we, we read and um, we just kind of skim through and we don't do a lot of critical thinking when we're, when we're reading a book. Um, this is a way to get kind of more uh, in tune with what's going on with the characters, what's going on with plot, um, and making some different connections to, you know, the, some of the typical skills that we talk about uh, regularly in language arts. So. so I was at a conference a year or two ago, it was a literacy conference, and the speaker was talking about how uh, literacy and, and reading and literature and those types of things actually help um, students recover from traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. And for some of our students right now, this COVID-19 is a traumatic experience. So just talk a little bit, um, you know, why do you think that literacy and reading and literature have such a dramatic impact on, on the lives of kids? Yeah, um, well, th there is a lot of research that supports, just like from a physical standpoint, what, what reading can do for you. It can slow your heart rate, it can, um, it can calm nerves, um, it can, it can uh, lower stress and anxiety levels. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, all the science behind that, you'd have to ask somebody else about that. But um, for me, for me personally, it, it provides an escape from what your real life is. I love reading fiction and I love reading stories. Um, and through that, you can 
connect with characters and connect with different problems other than your own, which right now we all have problems, or at least we feel like we have problems. At least it's a, it's a new problem for everybody. But um, it just provides that opportunity to um, kind of escape your own little bubble that you're living in on a consistent basis and jump into somebody else's. Um, the other thing I think this is important is going along with that whole like bubble analogy. Uh, we, we all kind of exist in our in our little bubble, and when we become familiar with you know different characters from different backgrounds that are going through different sit situations, that kind of widens our, our perspective and maybe it allows us to understand different people and different situations uh, a little bit differently than how we would if we hadn't hadn't read that story or learned about that character so I, I know you mentioned the outsiders as one of if not your most favorite book but what are some other books that um, you know if listeners right now are thinking I really need to get my hands on a good book what would be some recommendations that you might have for middle schoolers, but really for anyone that's listening? Well, I, for, from a middle school perspective, I, I love science fiction stuff and I love fantasy stuff. So, you know, what better way to escape our own little normal world than to jump into like a completely different universe or a completely different um, planet uh, with completely different characters that look different and think differently. Um, so I know uh, Percy Jackson type stuff, Heroes of Olympus type stuff, all those books are, are really well liked by eighth graders and there's so many of them that it's it's almost never ending in terms of how much you can read. So um, that would be a big uh, recommendation. Um, I'm a big fan of dystopia as I know the other eighth grade language arts teacher, Mrs. Reed is. Uh, so any kind of dystopian reality uh, would be, would be on my, would be on my list to read. So. so you know, obviously you're a language arts teacher. I'm a former language arts teacher. We could talk books. I'm a fantasy sci-fi fan myself, but what would maybe be some other ways, some other advice that you would give to our kids that maybe don't love reading or don't have access to books that could potentially be ways to de-stress in our current situation? Yeah, we have, and we, ha I have some students that do this and they kind of do it on their own. It's unprompted by me, but um, it's really good to sit and, and write what you're, what you're feeling. So um, it may be, it may be therapeutic. It could be therapeutic, but it's, it's, it's a good idea to, to write and construct different ideas. Um, for, for me personally, I've done this before. I'm not, I'm not currently doing it, but I've done it before where I've basically kept like a, a, a journal, like a, a log of thoughts that I have, things that are going through my mind, feelings, you know, it could be worries or anxieties, anxiety related stuff that I have too. But um, it can be really beneficial to get, you know, thoughts out of your head and down onto paper. Yeah. Last week, I had the chance to interview Mrs. Janes and Nurse Carpenter. And one of the phrases that came about in our conversation was the phrase, um, an attitude of gratitude. And, you know, it's easy to think about kind of the negative things that are going on right now because there are a lot and we're out of our comfort zone and we're out of our routine. Uh, but just talk a little bit about what that phrase and attitude of gratitude means to you. Um, well, I, I guess looking at and trying to see value in the small things in life, <clears throat> maybe like it's really easy to take things for granted that we have, um, whether it be, you know, a roof over our head or even like a, a book, a book to read. It could be something as simple as that. Um, 
from the attitude of gratitude standpoint, like just being being thankful for for what we have, being thankful for the situation that we're in, maybe finding finding the good things about it and focusing on on the good things about our current situation as opposed to you know maybe the things that aren't going as well as we'd like them to go. So we, we obviously have a lot more free time on our hands than we normally would. Yes. Um, so like at our house, this has been really exciting for me, but I've been, we've been watching the Marvel movies with my wife and kids, which I love those movies. So it's great to rewatch them. So what, maybe what are some movies or some TV shows that you've been able to binge watch recently that you wouldn't normally that you might recommend to our listeners? Um, I, I, it's funny that you said the Marvel thing, because last night I watched, I rewatched Guardians of the Galaxy. That's my favorite my favorite Marvel Marvel movies, Guardians of the Galaxy, and part part one and part two, uh, just like hilarious, so hilarious, good. and um, action packed, really really fun. Um, what else? I haven't really been actually watching a ton of TV. Um, so yeah, kind of stuck on kind of stuck on that one in terms of sh- shows and, and and TV shows, but but yeah. So, last question. Okay. Um, what what message do you want to send to our our students at Highland Middle School? Um, I I would say, and I've had a lot of interactions with kids over the past couple of weeks, just emailing back and forth. Um, biggest thing is is don't stress out. I, I know, and I and I've heard this with from coming from a lot of the kids. I heard it from uh, some of the other teachers that that you've interviewed, but but like your teachers are going to work with you, so. One of the one of the messages that I've been sending out in my emails is, uh, you need to do the best you can. Try to do the best that you can, uh, considering the circumstance that you're in. So like like, uh, we there's still students that don't have a device, or the device might not be working properly, or they're sharing a device with with a parent or a sibling. Um, and and we get that. We're gonna have all different situations, and that's and that's fine. Your teachers are here to help you. We want to help you. We want to work with you. Um, so the, I would say the biggest thing too, for me, another big thing is, is just communicate. Like if you have a situation like that and you have a chance to communicate with your teachers, Hey, I got this going on. I might, I might need a little bit more time to complete this. Um, that's really, really good from your t- a teacher standpoint, because we, we've heard from you. We know, we know what's going on with you. Um, but yeah, uh, re- and reach out, reach out to your teachers. Your teachers want to want to know that you're you're okay and, and you're doing you're doing well and you're tr- you're trying to figure things out just like your teachers are trying to figure things out. And, and I think that's a great point. Like we certainly don't have this all figured out. We are we are learning right along with with the students. One thing that I, I, I'm not sure that all of our students even are aware of is that they can call into the school and then dial into the teacher's extension, which will go straight to their mailbox. So. You know, our number here at the middle school, 419-768-2781. And Mr. B, what is your extension that your students can reach you? Uh, extension 2034. So there you have it. Anybody that needs to chat with Mr. Bainfelt, you can call in and leave him a message. Mr. B, final thoughts. Anything that you would like to, you know, any final, final thoughts? I know that was the last question, but I'm asking you again. Any final thoughts uh, that you would love to share with our kids? Um, no, no final thoughts. Just shout out to everybody. Hope everybody's doing well. And like I said, don't hesitate to reach out to your teachers, 
even if it's just to let them know that things are going well, you're getting work done. Um, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, I hope to see you guys soon, I guess. All right. Thanks, Mr. B. Let's do this again sometime. Thank you, Mr. Bradley. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of our podcast. If you are interested in being a part of our conversation, please let me know, email me, call me, and we will set up a time to interview you. Have a great rest of the day.